Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week, uh, another series of Career Talk with OG. We have another amazing kick butt taking no prisoners person. Charlie, my, my, my friend Charlie, she, Charlie Ruth, she is not just impacting people in the U.S., but in Colombia, her, her home country, and quite frankly, around the world. But before I uh, introduce her, I do want to let you know that on September 14th, uh, my friend Rocio uh, Perez and I are hosting the first annual Latinidad 2021 Summit. And the theme for this year is building, nourishing, and empowering the next generation of Latinx uh, leaders. I probably a little bit hard to see, but there is, ah, there we go. Okay, there is the um, the Eventbrite link. Uh, we'll have Angelica drop it in the comments. Register uh, for it. You can register as an individual. We highly, highly encourage companies to register employees there. And um, we're going to uh, have an amazing lineup of uh, speakers. In fact, the amazing Carlos Quesada, which Thank you, Carlos, for uh, joining us. He is going to be one of our speakers. We're going to have speakers that, quite frankly, give from the bottom of their heart. So, all right. Uh, here we go. So, today, I have, like I said, mi amiga, Charlie Ruth, desde Colombia. And uh, we are going to be talking about advancing women's equality through STEAM. STEAM, folks, Okay. We hear a lot about STEM, but the A is very, very important. And before, uh, let me just tell you a little bit about her background, okay? I'm going to say it in Spanish first, and then I'll come back in English. But Charlie Ruth es innovadora social reconocida por las Naciones Unidas y Rotary International. Folks, she is a, uh, a social innovator recognized by the United Nations in Rotary international and she's also okay she, she works in empowering young girls and women in latin america and like i mentioned throughout uh the world she's a tedx speaker lawyer writer and an expert in community relations so mi amiga charlie ruth muchisimas gracias for being on today on career talk with og Oh, OG, Oskitar, mil gracias. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is this is a moment that I was expecting the entire week, and and it's quite an honor to join your cohort of big speakers and Latino leaders, and to share my heart, my soul, and my brain tonight with you guys. Uh, no, thank you. What and, and you know what? What you just said is one of the things that just uh caught my attention about you and you know over the last 18 months or so obviously because of the pandemic and i quite frankly i really think that as we move forward yes eventually we'll go back into in person but i don't think this whole virtual um uh connections is ever going to go away i think you know this is how we're going to do it and especially with you being in colombia and well i mean technically speaking I'm in Puerto Vallarta, okay? My my home base is San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley. But um, you know what? Tell us, first of all, tell us, uh, everyone, uh, a, a little bit about the work that you do. And we're going to get into some specifics, but just give everyone just a general overview of the work that you do because you have some amazing credentials. Oh, thank you. Well, I define myself as a professional optimist. I love to solve complicated problems. And it's what I do in my own social innovation lab named Mujeres con Derechos. And right now, I am preparing my next startup, Atenea Science. Thanks to COVID, 
thanks to the pandemic, uh, one year and a half ago, I started to learn about biotech and investing in biotech in developing countries like Colombia. And I'm super excited because I pretend to launch a platform where uh, investors and philanthropists can find these scientists and these entrepreneurs in science uh, that are creating amazing solutions like vaccines, um, uh, medicines, uh, pharmaceutical solutions. And and I, I feel me honored to almost launch this idea tonight with you in, in, uh. in your special network. Okay, see folks, what did I tell you? What did I tell you, okay? Charlie Ruth here is super amazing. I mean, you already heard the long list of credentials that she has, and here she is announcing, you know, a new startup. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But um, Charlie Ruth, tell us, uh, again, because tú estás en Colombia, so tell everyone a little bit about, you know, your your upbringing in your story and then you know we'll come back to your uh, professional career absolutely i uh born 30 years ago here in bogota where all you guys are very welcome and um i grew up in a rural a small uh countryside space and i was this super nerdy nerd girl my entire life, I always have been super nerd, the, the, the type of girl who carries in, in her backpack a bunch of books, and nobody asks her to read these books, but <laughs> I am in love with reading. And, and, you know, I always have had the good habit of learning to learn every day. Uh, that is my passion. Every day I need to learn something new, no matter if it's about science or business or art or music. Those are my favorite topics, but I'm also open to 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 touch and to uh, turn on my curiosity. I think that the the most special feature from human beings is our curiosity. Curiosity is a superpower, and I uh, I, I um, grew up with with parents that always stimulated this. Uh, my both parents are the first generation of uh, people graduated in their in their families. Um, families okay. of partners, which is very important. They they went to the uh, National Public University here in Colombia, and they taught me the many values that I, I, I always love to share with you. The first one is to believe that I am super powerful. And this is something that I always transmit to the girls and to the women that I work with, no matter if they are in the orphanage or in a university or in a prison. Everyone is yeah. super powerful. Everyone has superpowers inside. The challenge here is to recognize which are yours. And it's it's to exercise these superpowers for good. So my parents encouraged this. Um, I got the, the top uh, um, exams, the top qualifications when I was in the high school. This allowed me to jump to 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 the uh, Universidad de los Andes, which is a very very famous private university in Colombia, and I started to to with with business in the business school, and I finished in the law school. <laughs> and, mm, and okay. it's, it's a very strange combination: law and and business management for the most of the people. For me was kind of normal, natural, because I grew up with entrepreneur parents, uh, but I feel that inside of myself lives uh, uh, someone who who looks for justice. I was sure. motivated to study law because I was looking for justice. <laughs> and I, with the years, I have found in innovation the best way how make justice accessible and how to make justice something very, very related with innovation and with solutions. Mm, I am the anti-lawyer, la anti-abogada, in the terms that <laughs> I hate to follow rules. 
um, the most of the rules and the most of the norms in my country are designed to create injustice. So I prefer to go forward in my pragmatic way of thinking and looking for solutions, scalable solutions, solutions that makes accessible everyone to to feel enriched and to feel included. Uh, that's that's the the challenge that I have tried to solve in my business um, career and 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 the challenge that always wakes me up to do more. Yes. So okay. And again, we're going to just you know peel the layers from because you, you said a lot of amazing things and and I love your your story here. But one of the things that um, which oh by the way I do want to shout out here to uh, again to my friend uh, Carlos who's joining us, uh, mi amiga Carolina. So Carlos is on the West Coast in Silicon Valley. Um, I always tell people connect you know with him, uh, great person. Also, Carolina. Carolina is actually out on the uh, in the, on the East Coast in Miami. She does a lot of work. Yeah, she does a lot of work with um, Hispanic stars. She also has her own um, uh, interviews that she does and so forth. And then also joining us uh, is uh, Chantel. So thank you very much, uh, folks, for joining us uh, today. So I want to come back. You said that your parents our first generation in Colombia. And one of the things that I learned, I have a good friend, um, John Arboledo, who used to work, he used to work uh, for a company in Silicon Valley and now his family is in España. And um, he mentioned to me, he said, you know what, Oscar? He's like, in the US, first generation, that's, you know, you hear a lot about that, but like in, in Spain or like in other countries, that's, you know, that's like, what does that mean? And so forth. And so I find it really interesting that como Colombiana, you said that your parents are first gener first generation. And that's important for us Latinos in the U.S. for obvious reasons, right? And, and the other thing, too, is I admire how you are standing on the shoulders of your parents versus how sometimes that next generation takes things for granted and you know you don't do much but here you are advocating for women and just moving forward so i mean thank you for for for, for sharing that um what do you think so you mentioned that you're the anti-lawyer uh anti-abogada right like what was it about about your personality and the law profession that you just kind of sort of maybe there was a difference or, or, or a clash. What, what, what was it that you, just, you said, you know what? Al carajo con ser abogada. You know, I'm going to do something, something yeah. else. Let me, let me, let me elaborate my, my answer with all the beautiful things that you have said. Yes. It's, it's, I don't know why we take education for granted. If education, it's one of the most, amazing privilege that any any human being could have access and um i have to tell you this once i was in in in, in the school in the in the in the law school and the business school there was one moment that i was tired and i decided to quit the to, to the to the college and i didn't mm -hmm. say this to my parents um they discovered this three months after in those days i was uh working for google i was uh launching my first startup and i i have this um this feeling of oh my god i don't need this 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 is this is taking too much energy and too much time from my side and i am a business person i am successful i don't need to learn anything else which was a big, big mistake and 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 a, and a proof of arrogance. And this mm. happens when you have had access and you don't have had time to realize that uh, education is a privilege. So I passed through that point too. And mm, thank okay. God my parents discovered this. My parents almost twist my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I, I always have been the, the, you know, the perfect, the perfect daughter until yeah. that that point, and they wanted to kill me, literally. Um, and and yeah. 
I came back, I came back and I finished. And that was, uh, you know, um, a great lesson of, of, um, of appreciation and, and a great lesson of love and recognition to not only people like my, my, my parents that sacrificed too much for sending me to, to the college, but also to my teachers, also for the educational system. And I always say that Universidad de los Andes opened the door for Harvard University. I was, I was attending mm -hmm. an event in Universidad de los Andes when I met Urs Gasser, uh, who will become my, my, my first boss in Harvard and also my mentor and the person who advocate for my scholarship at Harvard. So I, it, it, it was like a miracle because six months after this arrogant act of not attending school anymore, life demonstrated me that, you know, academia is important for connecting minds. And yes. especially those, um, those curious minds that want to develop a better world. And, and I, you know, I, I have to confess that I didn't enjoy too much Universidad de los Andes. But like my college okay. time, my university time was uh, Harvard University, was the place where I realized the best experiences of my life. I got the first, uh, the first best friends that I had in my life. And also I was, you know, I was happy every day. I learned to be happy at Harvard University. That sounds kind of, of, of a strange because yes, it's a high competitive space. Um, everyone, it's super focused. Mm -hmm. uh, there are amazing opportunities, but a lot of tension and a, and a lot of, of pressure over your shoulders. But I was happy. I learned to be happy and I learned to be myself. Yes. And, that is something that I, I connect with the last part of you said that how is being the anti-lawyer, the, the no lawyer, the, the no traditional lawyer is that, you know, I learned to be myself. I learned to, to, to live with my diverse world. And, and I learned to accept that, you know, there are different, multiple, almost infinite ways to mm -hmm. do something good for the world and for yourself. There's no yes. only way. I only litigated for six months and I learned a lot. And I never, never fail a case. All my cases were top of the top. Um, and, and I may feel very, very well my clients uh, because I respect them and I, I take a lot of time and attention listening people and it's from this um, uh, capability that I build good solutions. But yes. I learned I learned that litiga litigation in a country like mine is very hard. You have to you have to sacrifice your honesty in order to win. And that is something that I'm, not, I'm not I'm not able to do. Honesty, transparency, good values, and 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 good energy first. There is no case, no money, no title that could could move this. Yeah. So, Charlie, Ruth, no, no, más eres inteligente, pero eres honesta y rebelde. What a perfect combination, right? <laughs> but, by the way, we all, yeah, no, no, no. We have some more. <laughs> Folks uh, joining us, so Soko, you know, this is saludos, Clara. She's like, it's been a privilege to see you live here, also as well. But um, so, let's talk about your work uh, in helping women in STEAM. So, again, in the U.S., we hear, I hear a lot about STEM, STEM, science, technology, you know, engineering and math. Occasionally will hear STEAM, okay? And so tell us why why, why STEAM from your perspective, from Charlie Ruth's perspective, why is STEAM so important and particularly to, to women? Yes, um, just, to, just to connect with the A, art. Art is important. Art is 
strictly connected with science. And you can see this uh, uh, from the microscope when you analyze how bacteria uh, and cells dance in the in the middle of a life um, a life uh, expression um, until the universe. If you analyze the way how the constellations are armed, this is R plus science. R plus science is life. In my in my own words if you ask me so yes i love i love to include the a always um and you know uh, steve jobs was a great master joining these two worlds and this is why today we have this this advances on technology and 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 it has been um quite quite democratic boom uh, for the mm -hmm. development of ideas and development of, of new technologies around the world. So, A, never forget the A of art. Um, and, you know, I, I started, I started um, um, to be connected with this topic since my years working for Google. I was literally the only woman in the room uh, for the entire first year of my, of my job. And my job at Google was uh, directing the Google Business Group for Colombia. I started with zero resources, zero people, and then I finished with uh, almost 1,500 professionals connected in wow. Colombia. Yeah, I, I also mentored the groups in Mexico, Argentina, and Brazil. And my interest in in those years were including women 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 designers um coders engineers business women um professionals uh, lawyers like me that wanted to learn more about technology um a small and medium business owners that wanted to learn more about technology and i created the <laughs> the um, uh tech heroines manifesto uh, the Heroines Manifesto is something that I created in my mind, and I have to confess that, <laughs> that I, I, I shared this with Urs Gasser, and when he read this, he invited me to to, to talk uh, about the Heroines and my work at Google in Harvard. That was the, the first approach before they gave me my scholarship. And I learned, you know, I have learned, Oscar, that women are capable for almost everything. I learned this uh, from my father. My father, I remember having five or six and uh, he telling me, you can become the president of Colombia. You can become the uh, commander of the, of the Colombia, Colombia's army. You can become an astronaut. You can become whatever you want. I am going to support you. And this is what I wanted to, to send as a message to the women joining the Tech Heroines Manifesto, that girls, you know, no matter how misogynist is the industry today, we have to work together and we have to say mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. among us. You are super powerful. Yes, you are right. Yes, go, go forward. Yes, let's look for uh, investors for your startup. That is what we are missing. Then in Harvard, mm -hmm. I learned about gender, like the structure of gender and these theories of feminines. And I had the, the amazing opportunity to have a wonderful mentor, Judy Narcisian. He's one of the most famous feminists in the history of the United States. And uh, Judy and, and, and other uh, friends created the Our Bodies, Ourselves book in the 1969. This book is a milestone in the in the science of women's health, and it's considered one of the most important books, according with the with the Congress libraries uh, from the century from the 20th century. And sure. it was very special to learn about gender and women's health. This complete the idea that I was working. Uh, from technology and, and digital innovation and Google. And I was so inspired in, in the 2016 of creating something. I, I was finalizing my time as an academic, as a researcher at the Berman Klein Center, and I decided to quit. 
and I decided to come back to Colombia and to create Mujeres con Derechos. And has been my own social innovation lab, you know, trying, failing, and trying again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Proposals and um, initiatives that have been relevant for the lives of thousands. I, I'm very happy to say this. We have impacted the life of thousands of girls and women in Colombia, Mexico, Latino communities in the United States, Argentina, Brazil. And, you know, I have made radio, TV, uh, literally hundreds of events from small workshops to big international summits. And I always conclude the same when I'm, when I'm working with these amazing women. Women are the most important force of the nature. And this is the moment yes, yes, when yes. we have to realize this. Not for dividing the world and competing against men, but yes, for recognizing that in our hands is the future of our nations. In our hands is the future of the science development, of the economic development, of the pol political development in our, in our countries. For years and for centuries, we have, we have missed that spot of power because we couldn't believe how powerful we are. Religion, uh, misogynist views of life, uh, all times impede the development, the full development of, of women. And this is why I come back to education. Education is the key to open our minds and to realize how powerful, how capable, and how strong and 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 courage we, we are. Yeah. Charlie Ruth, I commend you, commend you. What you just said right now, it is very, very powerful, very uplifting. Um, it's true. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm listening to you talking, you know, you, you're talking about women, how powerful, how powerful they are. I mean, like, listen, my mother put up with my dad, she put up with me and my brother, okay? Like, <laughs> right? You know, it's, uh, yes. Um, uh, but, you know, tell, tell us about um, the organization Mujeres con Derecho, or in English, you know, women, I don't know if the, the, if the correct well, translation would be women with rights or women's rights, you know, organization. But tell us what it, what it is. The Women with Rights Foundation, I started in December 2016. And uh, this, is, this is our um, our moment to say that we have created a platform for leaders. Leaders that want to create resources for empowering girls and women that need it the most in Latin America and in Latino communities in the United States. I started with the with the simple of the idea of creating a summit dedicated to Colombianas Poderosas, powerful Colombian women. And I All remember right. <laughs> yeah, I did this for the International Women's Day on, on March uh, 2017. And I invited the the current um, vice president of Colombia, senators, um, big entrepreneurs, the company leaders, and I can tell you, Oscar, that the eighty percent of that women after the event told me like, "Hey, this is the first time that someone considers myself powerful. Thank you." <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, you're super powerful, not only powerful." And, and I installed this idea and then I extended to, to, to uh, again, TV programs, radio programs, more workshops. And when I, when I got the resources for expanding this, I had the amazing opportunity to choose where to allocate all these resources coming from sponsors and from um, international cooperation. And I decided to create the first innovative program inside a prison in Colombia. And the new, okay. yeah, we created the new beginnings, uh, new innovative beginnings program in a, a prison in my home city, and this experience changed my life, Oscar. Uh, working with women have taught me how resilient we are, and I always mm -hmm. recommend professionals and entrepreneurs, please visit a prison. 
not as someone that committed a crime that this is what <laughs> okay let's get this straight folks okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not inviting you to commit a crime but i invite you to, to go to a prison a prison is a peace lab it's the laboratory where you can find all those elements for understanding in a deeper way what is wrong in our society and what are the spaces of improvement where we all can contribute. And yes. I, I, I can tell you the spirit, the human, human spirit in the purest way, in the most innovative, creative, resilient, the strongest way you can find the people in prisons. The most of the women in Latin American prisons are there mobilized by two big forces that we have to, to, to recognize. One is systematic poverty, and second is gender violence. I can tell you, the most of the women are mobilized and committed the crimes and committed the mistakes that brought them there for these two, two strong um, forces. And it's very hard, it's very hard to, judge what they have done once you learn all the entire life stories and the type of challenges that they have lived and you see something in common yeah yeah most of them say if if i will attend the school if i will attend the college my life will be entirely different and i will yeah. not be here yeah. again i insist education and education driven to innovate is the key to solve the the Latin American um, realities that we are seeing today. And yeah. investing in the education of women, it's going to change the entire world in this century. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a, uh, a good point, Chile uh, Ruth, because uh, uh, about um, when we really sit down and talk you know you're you mentioned right now about women in prison and i actually when i was in college i um i i worked for a nonprofit that um um part of the role uh of that nonprofit was to interview people that had just recently been arrested and to create a profile of credibility in in our society that we could then present to the judge and hopefully allow that individual to be released without bail so that he or she could you know, find a lawyer better prepare themselves because you know uh, statistics say that if you're out of jail you have a better chance again of preparing your case defending yourself versus being in jail you know trying to do that and anyways to your point though is when I would go and and make phone calls or talk to the folks that had just been arrested, I, it just gave you a deeper understanding of their of their history, their story. That, like you said, it just you step back and you're like, wait a minute, because on the surface, you know, it's easy to judge someone. It's easy to be like, yes, they deserve this, and 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 again. You know, I and and I know you're not either, neither am I. But I'm not advocating, you know, you know that it's okay to do, you know, commit a crime or anything. No, but it's really what you're saying is truly understanding people's story, and and when you start understanding a group, the story of a group, you realize to your point, systemic poverty, right? Or you know these these laws or or or, or society the way it's set up that I mean. You're, you're bound to get yourself into trouble because the way that the system is set up. Exactly. You, you make me think in something that I love to say to people. Tú no sabes lo que no sabes que no sabes. Yes. You know what you unknown that you unknown to know. Yes. I, think, I try my best translate. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, I discovered this the first time um, that I arrived to, to a, a women's prison in Colombia. It was a Friday, 2 p.m., and in a, in a judgmental frame that I had in those years, I was like supposing that everyone should be like ready to have a class, right? Like, yeah, 
full energy to have yeah. a class and to and to welcome my team of experts and I. And I discovered women that were very sad, very unmotivated. And women that were wearing their pajamas in a Friday at 2 p.m. So mm. that, that was a shocking image for me. Like, why these women are wearing pajamas at this moment of the day? Uh, next week, when I, when I came back to the same prison, I, I started to talk more and to gain the confidence to, to talk <coughs> with the women. And I asked mm -hmm. them, like, okay, ladies, explain me why you wear pajamas. Uh, don't you have more clothes? And they started yes. to explain me like, hey, doctor, if you are seeing that we are wearing pajamas, means that we already run all our clothes, especially our pants, because we are menstruating and we have um, our clothes. So the yes. last resource is the pajama. And I started to see women that um, uh, above the pajama, they were wearing the blanket, the blanket that they use for covering in the night. Yes. I was like, what this means? It's like, doctor, this means that that girl is having such a terrible period that the only way how she can feel comfortable for not being in yes. is wearing the, the, the blanket uh, above their clothes and above their pajamas. Oh my, yes, yes, yes. You know, Oscar, that was the first time in my in my entire life, I had 20, 27 years old in that moment, that I questioned myself, what should I do if I will not have menstrual pads or tampons and I will be forced to go out uh, from my house and yes, stay yes. in the space, having a terrible period, a terrible blood, and and not having the way how to manage my 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 menstrual period that yes, was the first yes. time that i was forced to make this empathic exercise yes. and like i can tell you hundreds of experience that i have had working with women especially in colombian and mexican prisons mm -hmm. things that take for granted outside are a treasure a treasure inside a prison mm -hmm. So yes. my point with your comment is that um, we need more empathy in our society. Yes. And, yes. and I love this forum. I love the audience that we are reaching out tonight because Latinos, we know <laughs> how, how challenging it's living as a Latino in a country like United States. Nobody yes. has this situation easy. And especially because we still live in a divided society where mm -hmm. people pretend to classify where you must to be in the line of privilege according yes. with your heritage, with your skin, with your uh, hair, with with your um, even titles that sometimes yes. are irrelevant. And, yes. and, but nobody asks how capable, how honest, how uh, empathic, and how kind you yes. interact with human beings in the daily life, and how this is um, exposed in your life performance. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, this is a, you touched another very, very important, very powerful topic here um, and points, because from a from a from a man's perspective, I mean, I don't, you know, I will never experience. No, do I know what experience? I can have an idea because I have a daughter, right, and 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 so forth. About you know, like you mentioned, menstrual you know cycle and so forth, but but. What you just talked about and the feelings that these women experience, and they were in prison, right? Which you know you have, quite frankly, zero to very limited rights, and what and what they were doing to at least maintain somewhat of their dignity, right? And you come in and understanding this, uh, and and you know being exposed to this and realizing you know how you uh, need to adjust and make some changes so that you can better connect with them. 
I think too, you know, again, from a man's standpoint, I mean, that is something that we need to work very hard to as well to the best of our ability to develop that that empathy. Um, the the other thing too that you you touched upon here at the end, and you're you are one hundred percent correct, is is that there is different levels of, of privilege. I mean, you can have a, a Latino, or in this case, you know, me being Mexicano, you can have a Mexicano that is light-skinned that in Mexico enjoys certain privileges because again, the, the color of their skin, they're lighter or, you know, the, the hair, you know, the type of hair. And then they go to the U.S. and that same Latino is going to experience some of that discrimination, right? Some of those biases, et cetera, and so forth. Um, so no, this is, yeah, it's, it, and you're right about that empathy. I do want to, uh, uh, Elisa Ned here, uh, mi amiga Elisa Ned made a com makes a comment here, like kind of a question too, um, uh, Charlie, which I'll ask you. She says, empowerment, what about equality? All female Latinas and all cultures together. What are your thoughts here in terms of, so there's empowerment. And so Lisa Ned is again, talking about equality and you kind of, we're talking to, you know, about this, you know, that's sort of kind of, I feel like the path you were going on here, but can, can you elaborate a little bit more between empowerment and, and equality? Well, hard issue, as much as I work, as less I, I understand and I, and I always, <laughs> myself, I, 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 I have to tell you that I, in my mind, there are all the uh, dogmatic concepts about equality. I feel that I have to share these. Iris Bonnet wrote the best book about gender equality that has been written, and I have read. <laughs> the name is What Works. And her thesis is that you can design equality and you can design gender equality approaches to apply in private, public, international, national, local, regional uh, landscapes. And I, I think that is a great book that can answer what equality is. For me, equality, it's having, having the equal access to opportunities, no matter your gender, your um, sexual, uh, um, uh, education, uh, heritage, language, uh, nationality. I believe, and I, I think that I'm going to die working on this mission. I believe that there must to exist a minimum basis where we all can jump and can access to the opportunities. Now, if you can, if you want to take the opportunities, if you want to perform higher, if you want to do a better job, it's on your own. But without this minimum basis of respect, inclusion, uh, recognition, and access to material uh, and, and political uh, opportunities, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. It's very hard yeah. when, for example, you, you're born with Down syndrome. You are a woman, you are black, and you are an immigrant. Mm, tell yeah. me, tell me that you are going to have the same respect and opportunities than a woman of your same age that has not Down syndrome and born yeah. in Iowa. It's, yeah. it's, we are talking from very different realities. So I think that an equalizer, the perfect equalizer, number A is education. Number B is education to innovate, that it's quite different because the first I'm talking about basic um, uh, literacy and the second is education driven to take action, to solve problems and to create a business uh, that is sustainable and can be scalable. Mm. And my third equalizer, Oscar, is the simple respect and recognition that we own to every single human being. Yes. I own you my respect. I own you my admiration. Yes. I own the respect to the nurse, 
to the president, but also to the person working in a McDonald's. Yes. Nobody can take me, take my own dignity if I don't allow to take my own dignity. But many people don't feel that they even have dignity. And we have yes. to change that. We have to teach and educate about that. And, and yes. let me let me let me close with a beautiful idea that I recently learned about Japanese culture. You know that a Jap many of the Japanese believe in uh, Shintoism, and Shintoism is a um, cultural belief that everyone has an spirit, an honorable spirit that you have to recognize. So now in the Olympics, you are seeing that the people do this. Yes, yes, yes. And I recently learned that that gesture of respect is honoring the spirit that you have in yourself. So I am honoring my spirit is honoring your spirit. Why Japanese people are so respectful with the space, with the distance, with the words, <laughs> yes. tone, everything, because they believe that you have a God inside. I have a God inside. A tree has a God inside and every single life expression deserves this respect and honor. For me, yes. that is beautiful. I would love to adopt that idea in Colombia and in the United States and everywhere because that is the fundamental key piece of, of, of social uh, development and peaceful uh, coexistence. Yeah. Wow. I, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely 100% right, uh, Charlie Ruth. And um, you remind me uh, what you just said right now, the example of, you know, Japanese culture and the respect reminds me of one of my favorite uh, authors on leadership is John Maxwell. And he says it very simply where he says that when he sees someone, he always it sees the number 10 written on their forehead, meaning from, you know, zero to 10, 10 being tops. And and you have to do stuff in order to come down from 10, right? You can go down, okay? But at least his, his, his whole point, and it reminds me of what you just said right now, is that you look at uh, other people always from, from that respect instead of disrespect and you need to earn it, you know, type of thing. But... Um, very well uh, said, uh, and in fact, uh, you know, Lisa Nett uh, here is, uh, you know, making a comment about my spirit is honoring your spirit, respect and honor. And, um, you know, I got to tell you, okay, we talked about this before, right? But you're, what you just said right now, okay, in Mexico, that would be one chingon statement. And you told me this, okay, that in Colombia, in, in Colombia mm -hmm. is uh, Berraca, right? Berraca. Did I say it? De de raca. Raca. <laughs> 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 oh my god, Charlie. So you you, you but, talked about but, innovation. Wait, yes. wait, wait, wait a little bit. So chingón, berraco. Yes. Uh, how did you say in English the other day? Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So tell us, tell us. I've been keeping everyone in suspense here, okay? Because, I mean, you, you've been saying some amazing things here and a, a lot of wisdom and insight um, and uh, just, a, just great conversation here. Tell us now about the work that you're doing, you know, with your startup, the innovation. We want to know. A ver, mujer, dinos. Como decimos, igual en México, suelta la papa. Suelta la sopa. Okay, this is the first time that I'm talking about this in public. I am preparing Atenea Science. Um, why Atenea, the, the, the Greek god, goddess? Uh, because Atenea was the protector of science, civilization, um, and, the, and the development of ideas and, and the development of the thinkers in, in those ancient times. And I believe that, you know, pandemic, pandemic has brought amazing opportunities for everyone, especially for reinventing ourselves, for restarting, for, 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 for 
for you know pushing hard those ideas and those sentiments of create creativeness and an innovation that we had inside. And I thanks to the pandemic, I was in lockdown in Colombia. I literally was <laughs> uh, present in my own house. Uh, never in my life I spent so many months together. And I started to learn about biotech, Oscar. And I started to learn that a country like Colombia, uh, without scientists and biotech infrastructure, um, would see all the challenges that we have experienced in all these months. Why? Because science in Latin America is something connected or dependent on public budgets, which is a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Because the state and the public should not um, sponsor the scientific uh, initiatives. Why? Because all the public walks very slow and science runs and sometimes slides. Right. Yes. And we have amazing, amazing scientists in our region. Amazing. I I consider many of the greatest scientists my best friends in Colombia and, and, and working outside in especially in the United States in the top uh, labs at MIT and Harvard and Stanford. And I have learned with them that everything could change in countries like ours if we could invest more in science. And I I created a crowdfunding project. I I I made something amazing in only four days. We got the resources for um, donating the machines uh, that right now the National Institute of Health in Colombia are using for practicing the PCR test. These machines have created uh, more than three hundred uh, thousand results in the last ten wow. months direct results and with this machine we have created seven projects seven research projects about COVID in the colombian population and, wow. and I, yeah the most that i'm proud proudest is a, a estudio de cero prevalencia in colombia the zero prevalence uh, study that has demonstrated which which is our statistics of um Immunidad de rebaño, herd immunity in Colombia right now. And, and it's, you know, it, this has been made by the amazing Colombian scientists using the machines that we provided. Sometimes you only tool to open every single door yep. in the universe. And, yes. and I am, I, I have learned so many things, you know, a lawyer, learning about biotech is quite a strange <laughs> <laughs> but you know i'm a super nerd and i i am com convinced that we can do much more and not only for colombia but especially for in developing countries this is why atenea is aimed to create a platform where investors philanthropists donors can join and can gather resources for uh, accelerating the, the progress of science in developing countries through uh, scientists and entrepreneurs of science that are uh, working in amazing products, initiatives, and systems to revolutionize the, the science in our countries. That, and, and I, let me close with this. My intention with this new startup is to create impact on millions of lives. In my work on Mujeres con Derechos, I have learned how important is a scalable impact. And now yes. I'm convinced that science, and especially um, inclusive science, can change the world, can improve yes. the public health, and can make a better society if we work together. Yes, yes. Charlie Ruth, this is incredible. Felicidades, felicidades in the work that you are doing and launching uh, this new venture of yours, uh, it is incredible in many ways. I mean, it, it is, you know, having grown up and living in, in Silicon Valley uh, and having worked for startups, it takes a lot of getting people to buy into your vision, your idea, before it actually, people, before they can actually 
touch it, right? And 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 feel it. And that takes a certain level, uh, certain type of personality, um, certain type of uh, of courage, and um, also. Um, ability to to navigate some of the um you know some of the the, the rough waters or the the rough roads and you have that i mean uh, you have that and um you know, one uh, i am i am i'm uh, i'm privileged i'm honored to 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 know you i mean virtually here obviously but uh also there is you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of women and people uh out there in the world that you are touching and impacting Impacting and I mean, uh, you know, as we say in, in, in Spanish, que Dios te siga bendiciendo. You know, continue to bless you and uh, and what you're doing to help you just um, move forward and, and help many, many, many more people. Uh, um, so, no. This journey is starting, but you you have the good luck. You are my lucky charm <laughs> to, to <laughs> the right people that can can listen this and and could offer their help and their connections and uh, their resources to do this. I, I am, I am. Let me, let me say the only thing that I'm going to say in Spanish tonight, uh, literally, um, uh, in my region. Um, the many women make handcrafts uh, like ponchos. We call it ruanas, right? And among the abuelitas, the the old ladies. Uh, sewing and, and creating these beautiful ponchos, they have this sentence that I will ask you that you translate it. Mija, no se preocupe. Usted ponga la primera puntada que mi Dios le manda la lana para terminar esa ruana. Esa cual I know, let's see if I can say it here because in Spanish, I, I love everything to that. So basically, basically what, what they're saying, uh, you know, let me see if I can do the translation is, you know, you know, Mija, so, so daughter, you know, all you need to do is um, kind of the first um, uh, sewing or the first hook and, you know, uh, God will, will, will provide the rest, you know, basically the material to help you continue to finish that poncho or you know that that the you know that that you're making so it's true you got to have faith you have yeah. to have it and Charlie Ruth, the other thing why well, because now you now you got me thinking and now, now like I'm all fired up and excited here you know even more so but this is something that I say it's like you have to you have to do something and this is the saying that you just shared in Spanish they're saying is mija you you have to do something because when you do something and you have faith, God is going to help you. Uh -huh. And that's the part that oftentimes we, we, you know, we mess up on the equation here. I, I totally so. agree. I totally agree. I, my father says the projects don't fail because uh, we have uh, excess of faith, excess of optimism. Yeah, yeah. There is yes. no project that fails because you have excess of optimism and faith. <laughs> Whatever you believe in yourself, in the universe, in God, in all together. And I, yes, and yes, I yes. those words coming from a businessman uh, that I admire so much, like my father, always mark my life. Like you always have to have faith, big faith, big optimism, good energy, good attitude wake up early go late uh knock all the doors tell your story cuento que no se cuenta no cuenta if you don't tell what is yes. your passion what you are doing how the hell you want that people pay attention <laughs> to you <laughs> you must yes it. and the way yes. you transmit this the way how you share what is in your heart and in your brain can mark the difference in the world. It's, yes. it's not the same saying, te quiero mucho, Oscar. Ah, ¿sabes qué, Oscar? Te quiero mucho. That is so true, yes. Yeah. But Charlie Ruth, 
Thank you. Muchísimas gracias for joining us today. You're going to see, you know, get a chance to look at the comments here. You, uh, amiga, are uh, inspiring and you, uh, many people, a lot of positive comments here. Again, I encourage you to go back and, and watch it. Um, muchísimas, muchísimas gracias for, you know, doing what you're doing in another continent, South America, because technically that's Colombia, South America, okay, another continent here. But, uh, <laughs> I also, I'm, I'm again, um, it's been a pleasure to get to know you here through LinkedIn, the power of LinkedIn. Y te lo, te lo agradezco mucho, uh, Mr. Nada, Charlie Root. So thank you very Hi. much, everyone. Mi Oscar, yes. people, uh, thank you so much, amigos, amigas. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to share with you tonight uh, all my information, contact, and the way how we can enrich more conversations are here in my LinkedIn. Please add me to your contacts. I am always happy to 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 reply your messages, comments, ideas, doubts, and complaints. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, I, have, <laughs> I have one one food in in Bogota. My another in in Boston and New York. I hope uh, visiting you in October and especially the next year. And I am always open to listen and to help and to collaborate uh, because this is this is the way how I enjoy life. So thank you, yes. thank you, gracias, no. gracias. Gracias a ti, gracias a ti. <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us. Until next time. Keep kicking butt, uh, amigos, amigas. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com. Thank you.